0: Welcome to the Nutracast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the Nutracast where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Here at the NutraCast, we often hear from brands and researchers, but we don't always get the athletes' perspective. George Cruis is a professional rugby player with 12 years of experience playing international and club-level rugby. His skills have landed him three European titles and four Premiership trophies for English Premiership Club Saracens, as well as over 45 caps for England during two World Cups and a British and Irish Lions Tour. Today, he is an entrepreneur. Right now, I'd like to welcome George Cruis, co-founder of the CBD brand 4.5. Hi, George, and welcome to the NutriCast.
1: Thank you for having me on. What a lovely introduction.
0: <laughs> so I met you just a couple of weeks ago when you appeared at Sports and Active Nutrition Summit in Amsterdam. And you have such a great story because, uh, like I said in the intro, we hear from a lot of people, but not always the athlete. So why don't we start off by talking about your life as an athlete and then the role of supplementation played in all that?
1: Yes, yeah, so I guess as an athlete, I went quite a traditional path, I'd say, so uh, from school into an academy uh into a like a, a first team then into international uh, so like it was a pretty pretty step-loaded path but really I, I hadn't i guess i hadn't focused on nutrition until i was in a professional setup so a lot of people might have uh, done you know weights training supplementation pre-18 years old but i i really hadn't done any of the those sort of things so I guess I joined a uh, an academy called Saracens Academy in, in England, and I was like very skinny. I was uh, I hadn't done any weights training or anything, and I guess that's when uh, when you enter a professional setup like that, you you know when you've got a professional weights program and strength and conditioning program, but then also a, you know a nutrition and a supplement program, you can see you know pretty big gains quite quickly. So for me, it was like that was my first introduction to. I guess, supplements, wellness on a scale, which, you know, I hadn't really learned about before. So I'd say when I was about 18, I I, I had a bit of a, an awakening as such. Um, uh, and that, and that's where I guess the, the journey started.
0: Mm-hmm. And what did you start off on? Was it protein or?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so I would have been 90. I think I joined at 91 kgs. So that, um, and I needed to be so my my playing weight when I finished was around 115 to 118 kgs. So in the first year, I basically my my whole uh, I guess objective was to was to just bulk out uh, and and be able to be a size which could play against um, you know adults rather than uh, rather than kids I guess. So uh, for me it was like it was heavily involved in um obviously the, the weights training side of it and the fitness but um i guess nutrition and 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 uh, making sure i had enough of of the good uh, of the good good bits of food on board was uh, was key so i guess my supplements were pretty much would have been fish oils uh proteins uh, a touch of touch of creatine um but but really a lot of it would have come through my my actual uh nutrition of what what i ate as well
0: Mm-hmm. And for those of us in the U.S., you went from about 200 pounds to 250. Is that about right? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I was trying to do the I was trying to do the maths in my head because I, I I know that would have been a, <laughs> a struggle for some as well. But um, yeah, around that.
0: Okay, and then um, you also have a partner, Dom Day. How did that all start? How did you guys get started with Four or Five?
1: I mean, really, it was a case of um, we were both playing uh, together at, at Saracens. Um, He'd been there for a few years. Uh, we both had, so I've maybe had seven or eight operations. Uh, he, I think he's had about wow. five. So like it's a pretty, it's a pretty brutal sport. And and I think like most athletes, when they are injured, you know they'll try anything as long as it's within the you know the legal limits of what you can do. You know, a lot of the, the base the base stuff like your nutrition, like your uh, your your physio, all those things are are pretty bang on uh, and they they are good and um, they're they're of a, a good quality. So I think for us, it's like how, how what else can you do to get you know those those other one one percenters. So CBD got taken off the banned Substance list wider, and then I guess in 2018, uh, and from there we you know we tried it, got good use out of it, um, and then I guess progressed into looking at what other supplements we were taking, looking at, you know, what format they came in, what sort of bioavailable ingredients they had in. And I guess when, yeah, when we, when I say when we looked at it, when we had a nutritionist, a decent nutritionist look at it, and it was just not, it was not the standard we needed to to have to be where we wanted to be, basically.
0: And what was it about CBD that you both liked so much? Uh,
1: I, I think CBD, I think for me, there's a lot of like overhype on it uh, and a lot of, I guess, marketing around it. But I think I think for me, sleep is the biggest key in recovery of any sorts. I think as an athlete, you you know, for me, we've always been told, like, get your sleep because that's where you do majority of your your recovering as well. So, um yeah, I'd target it for sleep. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's it's been a it's been a godsend, to be honest. Mm
0: hmm. And so, as an athlete, I'm sure physical health was a high priority, but what about your experience from, like, a mental health perspective? Was there any support there as an athlete for you?
1: Um, It's a tough one. Like, I think there's so much for, there's so much support and so much back research, and like, it, it seems like all the attention in the last, sort of, 10, 15 years has been on how we can physically improve and how we can be, like, the biggest athlete, the fastest athlete, the you know the, the best metrics and so on i think we're starting to top out a little bit on that as a you know as a, as a wider group you know there's gps's there's uh, heart rate monitors there's there's all sorts of things that we can track i think the biggest improvements of where you'll see athletes improve and team team games and so on improve uh, will be through being mentally sort of sound and mentally trained so there has been a, a focus on it i think in the last few years but yeah i, th- I think that's where the biggest biggest gaps are and where you know where the biggest opportunity is uh, as a a result
0: and did your experience sort of help you determine what direction you wanted to take your brand did mental health play a role in this at all
1: I wouldn't say so necessarily I think we're very much a a brand to a wellness brand with vitamins hydration bits and some CBD bits but I'd say for, for our point of view it's it it's it's one side of it but I, I wouldn't say it was like a, a, the the key director like we are a brand for active people when we've done surveys and and research what is quite interesting and which I would have maybe thought before their biggest interest would be around like recovery and so on you know when when we've done surveys the you know the, the most common reason someone will buy our products is because of anxiety and stress which for me, I was quite surprised at that. Um, so I guess your, your question around, you know, have we driven the company uh, based off sort of mental health side of, of things? We haven't, but it's very much a, a market that is part of the company and you know has has the largest percentage of, of sales for us.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. So it wasn't even sort of an athletic motivation; it was more surrounding mental health. I, I would not have expected that at all.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's like. That's the beauty of, I guess, of, of data and understanding it. But it's, um, it, it also is quite a, I guess, a, a telling sort of stat around maybe where a lot of people's heads are at at the moment and where mental health is at the moment with all the, with everything going on in the world. It's all quite, quite a scary place. So, um, I think that's it's a bit telling on on two fronts, I guess.
0: Yeah, it is a scary place, and and so is the world of CBD, to be honest. Um, yeah. that's you know that has its own set of challenges. Has it been difficult working in in such an immature industry that's constantly evolving?
1: It, it has been definitely. I think it's it's such a you know there's the, like I said there's a, a massive hype around the CBD and and, uh, and you know there's good platform for 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 growth still. But I think a lot of people kind of wanted to get in and get out quite quickly. And uh, I guess the route we're doing through you know through also producing top quality nutrition. And through supplementing, uh, you know, uh, professional teams, uh, we're in Boots, we're in Tesco's, we're going into Holland and Barrett's. There's, there's some, you know, we're trying to lay a, a longer foundation for our products, for our product mix. Uh, and I guess in in a world where yeah, like CBD, there is lots of different regulation. There's lots of different people. There's people who like companies are trying to do it a lot of different ways. So I think for us, our company is based around trust of. Product, trust of uh, maybe our our sporting background, giving a a bit of credence to that as well, and um, yeah, it's it's tough, but I guess in in the UK the compliance going through and regulation at the moment through novel foods, which we're very much at the forefront of, and are validated to date. So I think for us it is very much based around trust and making sure that you know your your product has provenance.
0: Has your background as an athlete helped you build some relationships with teams and athletes? You think?
1: I'd, I'd definitely say so. We, we are like the official wellness suppliers to a number of world-class teams as such, uh, especially some some decent rugby ones in the UK as well. So for us, that, that definitely has helped. I think the quality of product is also like the main driver as to why someone would be, you know, a team would be interested in, and, and is interested in using our product, uh, which is always quite, quite good to, to hear and see and, and get that feedback. But but yeah, definitely, it absolutely has given us a bit of um, a bit of, I guess, validation in certain areas, um, and you know that's that's part of the the brand as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about scientific validation? Is that something that athletes care about? Consumers care about? Does that come up in your surveys at all?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. I think um, science is, is a big one because you'll have a number of people who will uh, buy products and get good benefits out of them, uh, but you'll also get a number of people who you know, will we'll probably only buy products if they know there's hard scientific data behind them uh, and and so on. So we're fortunate enough to have a lady called Dr. Elizabeth Phillips, who is a neuroscientist uh, and, a, and a nutritionist, and she's quite heavily involved in the CBD side of things, especially in, in the UK. So She kind of backs up a lot of what we're doing from a CBD side, uh, as well as, you know, there are multiple studies that that are happening uh, at the moment. And there is more and more evidence coming out on that side, which is brilliant. I think from a nutrition point of view, try to use, you know, trademarked and and well studied uh, ingredients throughout our nutrition range, which, again, uh, gives a bit of bit more validation and sort of reassurance that, you know, the the customer uh, is going to get the, the best benefit they can out of them. But, but ultimately, yeah, I think we're trying to formulate our products in a way that are effective rather than just having a a product there, which ticks a a marketing claim, which you think you can then go and market on. So for us, it's just trying to just do the right thing first, I think, and then market the product.
0: And so talk to me about your marketing strategy. Do you use social media like TikTok? Do you have influencers?
1: I don't, I don't have TikTok. I, I think I might have just missed the boat on that one, but, uh we do as a company have tiktok and it is an area of clearly an area of growth and, and sort of interests but yeah I'd, I'd say we'd have a fairly omni-channel uh, approach we do have d2c so so we, we use you know we'll go after bits like seo and and also you know social media affiliates and influencers but also you know we, we're seeing a good bit of joy out of you know sampling events uh, going to collaborations with you know companies that have similar sort of traits and characteristics and, and values yeah so i'd i'd say it wouldn't necessarily be all one thing um we are limited uh, in CBD at the moment with page search so uh ppc and and also ads on instagram and facebook and so on but we are um you know those those laws are i said those laws are, are starting to to loosen up a little bit Um, you know for For the first time we'll be able to use them shortly so uh, we're quite quite excited to see how they test but obviously the you know cost cost per per uh, of acquisition of a of a customer is is pretty high at the moment online uh, in general across a number of different industries so you know you, you do have to be smart around how we can you know tap into that that customer but also i guess with with more premium nutrition and also cbd that you know there has to be an education piece as well so it's trying to really find that balance of educating, but not spending so long that you know you're uh, you're 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 wasting money as well. So, yeah, it, it can be it could be tough enough, but um, we've we've got uh, a few different ways to 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 attack that one.
0: Yeah, education is a huge piece. Kind of hinted at, you know, some things that are going on right now. For instance, on social media, you you will be able to market CBD on social platforms, right?
1: Uh, you can you you can't do paid search on CBD at the moment in the UK.
0: Okay, but are you expecting that to change?
1: Uh, there are like beta trials, uh, and you know Instagram are loosening up, and you can do you can find workarounds like landing pages and so on. But for a, as a traditional, you want to put up an advertisement of someone using uh, a CBD product. Uh, you can't still you can't do that as of yet.
0: Okay, interesting. It's fascinating for me to hear the difference between how things work across the pond compared to here. And then you mentioned the uh, novel foods. So talk to me about the current CBD landscape and where you see it going.
1: I think there's a consolidation of of the market coming in the UK. I think you'll see where you would have seen a lot of Sort of chances coming in and, and you know therefore a, a quick in and out sort of strategy i think you'll see players who are there for a bit who are there for you know the next three four years they'll be the ones that are, are sticking in i think that there'll be a lot of cbd companies that ultimately run out of of capital uh, and won't be able to raise based off you know their their um their revenues just purely because there is a lot of cbd companies at the moment but novel foods is is a an application that you have to go through. You have to be on a, a validated list, and you know there are there have been large companies that have been in you know sort of the the high street retailers who have dropped out of that because they haven't been able to get themselves on on the list uh, appropriately. You know their products haven't haven't passed passed the tests as such. So from a like, quality point of view, from a customer's point of view, it's brilliant, um, and I think you know, we'd be one, a company much like a, a good number of others who are trying to do it the right way. So we, we also very much welcome um, a, a process to, I guess, um, you know, regulate. And I think that's something that we, you know, with the, with the values of our of our brand very much, so sort of we're, we're very on board with and, and you know, that and education are, are two big things to making sure that, a, you know, it, it's more of a investable, sort of industry but it's you know it also has found its way onto retail shelves and so on so it's more standard and streamlined.
0: And before I let you go what's next do you have any new products or updates or news that you can tell us about?
1: Yeah we just recently launched our hydration tablets so they've been going down really well in you know professional clubs but also you know we were at the London Marathon the the other day and you know they, they were going down very well there so We're expanding our, you know, we do have some some MPD on that side, but at the moment we're just going through a raise at the moment, so uh, it's it's all kind of hands on deck on that side, which is which is quite fun. But yeah, I think for us we want to grow, but want to grow appropriately. Uh, We don't want to get, you know, want to want to be want to grow too fast or, you know, or or, or make poor decisions. So for us, it's very much just um, slowly stepping up the activity that we've got, yeah, and, and enjoying the enjoying the journey. I think
0: does that journey include a launch in the US uh
1: it doesn't at the moment but um yeah US is a bit it's a big old market so um i think it's it's something which uh we would need to raise for but we probably wouldn't do it within this round of raising uh, i think it would be a, a a project for 23 24
0: okay something to keep our eyes out for 100% George Crew is co-founder of 4.5. Thank you so much for joining me here on the NutriCast. Thank you very much for having me on. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more nutra related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.